You have failed this test, mother. From the House Studios in Lexington, Kentucky, Black Lot Moon Productions proudly presents Bluegrass Homefront. The Bluegrass Homefront Podcast, Episode 6, for the week of October 4th, 2020. My name is Tiny Brian, and I'm your host. With me, as always, is Victor. Victor, how are you? Good. How are you today, Tiny Brian? I am doing very, very well myself personally. Lexington is not doing as well this this this, this week. Well, not with fans of football. Not with football, anyway. We uh, had a very heartbreaking loss yesterday. Got overtime. Yep. And just couldn't quite pull it together. The kickers couldn't missed. uh, Wasn't there a a field goal that was missed that was critical, and an extra point that was missed. There was a field goal that was missed in the third quarter, I believe, and then in the overtime, you know, when we had our turn, he missed the extra point, And and then when they got their turn. They made theirs, and that was game. Yeah, that's all yeah, it took. They made their field goal, and it was over. It was over. So. Yeah, so 0-2 start in the uh, SEC, and we got three ranked opponent, opponents coming up in a row, so that's that's uh, some difficult yeah. times in having UK those, country. Yeah, having those directional schools and those mid-majors to, to calibrate with apparently is, is a very important thing. It we, sure we is. It's need, very helpful, so. and. Oh, well. Yeah, what are we going to do? So, here we go. But I hear the offense was, you know, that they looked really good. Well, I mean, they, as usual, kind of kind of controlled the game. I mean, Ole Miss was a high-powered team. They do that crazy hurry-up thing. Like, it's kind of fun to watch in a way, you know, because they get lined up and they go, go, go. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, it was kind of hard to keep up with. But Kentucky kind of played a pretty good game and then just kind of gave it away on the field goals, on the special teams. That just kind of hurts. Yeah. Yep. Hurts painful. Yep. But you know, it's twenty twenty. What are you gonna do? So uh you know, the the water cooler talk this week is also centering a lot around Saturday Night Live returned last weekend and it uh, did to a, a rather uh, a rather hilarious result. It was pretty hilarious. Yeah. Uh and there were a few people in the audience, so there was some some crowd noise. It was yeah. it was just the tiniest bit getting back to normal. I hear that it was all uh, Chris Rock, who was your host, right? Uh, did say that they were all first responders who were in the live audience. That's so what he said. Yeah, that that was. I thought that was a great gesture. Yeah, and uh, and we the Kentucky angle on this story because we don't like to bring anything up here on home front unless we can find some kind of Kentucky angle on the story. And right, well, so what was the Kentucky angle? Is during the uh, during the first musical performance from the performer there, Megan the Stallion. Megan was, the Stallion. Yeah, okay. Megan the Stallion. Yeah, yeah, she has an article in her name. Um, so there was a, a when they when they did the the music break, there was like a she had a. Basically, it was a wall of displays, a big screens, you know, and uh, had some a fancy pattern up. And then uh, when the music break come, it changed and it can't, went to do some words. And it says, Daniel Cameron is no different from the sellout N-words who sold our people into slavery. Ouch. Yeah. Over the course of like three screens, it spells that out. So. Yeah. And, of course, that's relating to the continuing fallout from the Breonna Taylor case 
and uh, we are here here at Bluegrass Homefront. We we are with those who seek justice for Breonna Taylor. So. Absolutely. And uh, you know, this week they did release the transcripts of the grand jury and uh, the grand jury proceedings, like what the grand jury was actually told, the cases that were made to the grand jury, because they can only file charges based on the information they're given. Okay. Uh, so they released those, and apparently the idea of manslaughter or murder was not raised to the grand jury. They had no case was made for it. Right. And, it's a, and you know, this is because Daniel Cameron got to control the conversation because he was elected. And because he got to be in charge, he got to control what the jury heard at all. Right. So because the jury can't make up stuff. Yeah. They can only judge on what they're being presented. Yes. Right. So. And he did that, and uh, he controlled the conversation, and, and therefore we got what we got. And the, the only bullets that were apparently illegal were the ones that missed. Yeah. That's some bullshit. It, it truly, truly is. So, uh, in other news, uh, our president... Um, who has spent the better part of this this year calling a global pandemic a hoax or just a flu or downplaying it for sure downplay it liking to downplaying it right you know yeah. has has said that he likes to downplay it has now been infected right and uh, and many of those around him yeah, including his a, wife so yeah and a whole bunch and yeah a whole bunch of people around him Melania Trump as you said the first lady uh, several members of the Senate Judiciary Committee we believe that there was that they all became infected at last week at the previous weekend's Rose Garden event where the new justice nominee Amy Comey Barrett was it was formally introduced and right, nominated right that's where it kind of which brings us to Mitch McConnell, which is our Kentucky angle here, trying to get her on the bench. And if suddenly a bunch of members of the Senate are infected with COVID, that makes it much more difficult for the Senate to be able to vote because it complicates his ability to get the confirmation of Amy Comey Barrett through if members of the Senate, uh, especially it's the Judiciary Committee. This is the committee that actually has to confirm her before it can go to the full Senate. So does the election really matter on that? I mean, like, she's already nominated, so they just got to bring her up, like, when they can get all well, together on the Senate floor or whatever, right? Well, there's a whole process to this. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what I'm saying. There's yeah. How long is this I mean, even after election, couldn't it still happen? Well, they're gonna. It'll be sometime like uh, the thirteenth or fourteenth of October. So it'll be next week from when this podcast comes out on Tuesday. Okay. Uh, this week, she does have a packed schedule of meeting because she has to meet with the entire Judiciary Committee and other key members of the leadership on both sides. Right, and that looks like that might not happen. Well, it's all going to be Zoom calls. That's the thing. Is oh, first of all, yeah, McCon well, McConnell yeah. originally wanted all of that to be in person. You know, right up, you know, normal thing. But yeah. because of all this, it did convince him to go ahead and make it virtual. Hmm. So that's the, and yeah, it's, so the Senate is slowed. And if they stay that way, it could, that it, they could be hoisted on the COVID petard, sort of. Right. So that's it, basically hmm. the best hope now for for her not getting seated is COVID, really. 
Well, we'll see. But which is sad, you know, because we 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 certainly and I, I I'm well. See now we've we've really done a disservice. We've came this far. We've talked about it. We do want to make sure that we want to make it clear that we hope that everybody recovers, that everybody has a speedy recovery. Oh, absolutely. There is no you know, ill will for me on any of those no. people. And uh, I certainly or anybody want to make else sure for that, that matter. They, they, yeah, yeah uh, there's been two hundred thousand people died. That that's that's that's. No laughing matter. Too yeah. many. Way too many. So I certainly wish that everybody gets speedy recovery, but it does complicate things. Oh, sure. Mitch McConnell. It definitely complicates things all the way around. So very briefly before we move on, um, I do want to go back and touch on on the, the biggest issue facing this podcast. Okay. Which is, of course, Puppygate 2020. As, no news uh, on the puppy. The puppy's as, still as, being, uh, being weaned. Well, but, but we did get new pictures this week. Well, sure, but and, uh, that's not something we can show here. No, it is podcasting but, a famously a visual medium. <laughs> well, uh, I guess we could talk about it. But. Yeah, and you got the pictures this time. Well, maybe we'll put some po- some pictures on the actual social media feed this week. Oh, okay, maybe. You can talk to the wife. See yeah. If that's, uh, and we got there, pictures with, uh, with a dog in the little bow ties. Yeah. That it, was adorable. It is. Apparently, y'all are having some discussion about clothing the dog and... Oh sure, like I'm, I'm really don't go along with clothing the dog because the dogs dogs don't like to to have clothes. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, look, it'd be different. The dog liked it, but it does not. So why why put it through that? You know? Well, you know what everybody likes. What's that? Some good music. Some good music. So, so what, what do we got started off <coughs> starting off our music set today, Vic? So first, I want to give a uh, an amendment to last week. We uh, continue. Oh, we do con- need to issue a correction. Yeah, yes. we issued a correction on the. We kept calling it the GRE, but it is in fact the JRE. Yes. Uh, from our good friend Jeff Ritchie. So we just want to make we that. We did ask him to maybe change his name to to Jeff with a G. But it, yeah, it turns out that it's actually Jeff with a J. So it is J R E, and and we do appreciate Jeff. And uh, he yeah, great music. Yep, great music. He looks Go out for us. Follow him on Facebook. Yep, he looks out for us, and also looks out for us a gentleman by the name of Gino Wilson. He plays stand up bass for a nice little band from Bowling Green called the Lost River Cavemen. Awesome. I like some uh, some Western Kentucky love anyway. Yep, here's their song with On the Road. We'll be back.
just a young hungry brother trying to find a way to make it got a hundred tracks on soundcloud but nobody will play it i want to be famous so bad so i tried to hip hop maybe i could make a song and dance and do a tiktok tag my friends on facebook but they don't even reply i should go to instagram and spam toy lanes live i tried football but i couldn't throw a spiral i tried Social media dreams. Oh, I'm living a false reality. I'm stuck in my dreams. The image that I portray is really not what it seems. And if we all got followers, who is the one leading? If we all know it all, who's learning? Who's teaching? If we all worship idols, then who's following Jesus? We just stuck in the social media dream. And bring these dudes out to my site, it seems All the guys like girls whose skin is light They want a girl for the night But I was built to be a wife It's like I gotta twerk Burn sage and roll a blunt and light I hate seeing my friends chase clout With things meant for vice And see they gaslight the culture I swear this game is nonsense They only eat the crust While the vultures feast on the contents Ignore intellect between my eyes Focus on my breasts and thighs And me and you over-sexualize And now these overstimulated young boys can't even feel this They don't understand my freedom numb to the realness They minimize my work and my flaws They try and ridicule the things that give me confidence The men seem invisible But when I look in the mirror I see a queen and a woke To all of your social media dreams I'm living a false reality I'm stuck in my dreams Stuck in the social media dream. 1.6 million. All my nights, Lord, it feels so lonely. All my days, Lord, it feels so long. All alone, Lord, I sit here praying Someday soon you'll bring your sweet loving back home Lord knows upon your soul like the midnight oil Knowing I had no other place else to call my home 
This is Ryan Lemon, and you're listening to Bluegrass Homefront. Welcome back to Bluegrass Homefront. This is Victor with Tiny Brian. Hey. So in that set of music, we again heard the Lost River Cavemen with On the Road, Keen Tucky, Social Media Dreams, mm. with Cody Lee Meese with Bring Your Loving Back Home. All right. Good set of music this week. Yes, sir. You know yeah. what, I, what, what, what really is going on this week? A couple things I want to mention here before we uh, go into our first interview. Okay. Or the first part of our interview today. Uh, yeah, we didn't, even, we didn't even tease that in the first section. I hope we didn't lose anybody who failed to follow us through the music break because they yeah, didn't hear what was going on. That's true. Uh, this week we do have a, we do have a, a, Kentucky, a, a Kentucky celebrity, a bona fide celebrity on the show with us today. We sure do. We'll get to that in just a minute. But like I said, before that, there is something going on with the music this week that, we're, it, that denotes a problem we're having, and we really need our listeners to help us out. Absolutely. We need some more ladies. Yes. Like performers. Yes. We need female performers. We do. We to, need some uh, more yeah. ladies that sing, and they play some instruments, and, you know, musicians. 
that are female, please. Yes, you, know. you can you can reach us at feedback at bluegrasshomefront.com. You can reach out to us on Facebook at Bluegrass Homefront. You can reach out to us on Twitter at the BGHF Podcast and on Instagram at Bluegrass Homefront. And make no mistake, we highly thank all the gentlemen on oh, our yes. show today. So Yeah, we, all the gentlemen, but it is all gentlemen today. Yes, it is. We, we are and, currently we currently have no we would have to repeat and we've already done a couple repeats and we'd like to bring you fresh content here yeah but you so, know we're going to have to repeat some more as we go along but that's okay fine. though we're, we're we, happy we're, to do that we have some people you know these are people we really like we're so. kind of building up a little catalog so mm-hmm. but uh ladies in particular if you know somebody who or you or someone you love is a is a a female who performs and is from or living in kentucky please reach out yep feedback at bluegrasshomefront.com all right all right one more quick thing we do have a Halloween episode coming up in a couple in a few weeks. Uh, you are just <laughs> Victor has been yelling into these microphones unexpectedly early. He he melted my frontal cortex. I had to take a few minutes and grow it back before we could start recording. You don't want to do the emergency broadcast system no, anymore. Do no. not test that with our viewers. We will we will fail and lose them all. Okay. So we'll, it, we'll not do that. Let's not do that. But uh so, yes, we do have a Halloween episode coming up, and we are looking for scary stories of Kentucky uh, from from east to west. We know a lot of, you know, growing up in eastern Kentucky, we know a lot of eastern Kentucky ghost stories. Sure. Would be nice to get some from other parts of the state. So, again, feedback at bluegrasshomefront.com. Scary stories, spooky music, long as it's from Kentucky, we want to know about it. Absolutely. All right, so. Finally, can we talk about our big guest here? Yes, now we can finally talk about our genuine Kentucky celebrity guest. This week, Kentucky Sports Radio's first sidekick, I guess you would say. Yeah, I mean, Matt he, Jones is the heart of that. He is. He had some. He had Perrin Johnson and some other people that we'll talk about in the interview. But the first, the first one that is still there, the first of the the core four of KSR who came to Matt and stayed. Yeah, is of course Ryan Lemon. Ryan Lemon. Uh, native of Indiana, covered UK sports for a decade or more uh, for WLEX TV here in Lexington. That's right. So he's a face on your TV, a face on your radio, and then got kind of just paired up by accident with Matt Jones and made a real connection. And I think he's a huge part of what makes Kentucky Sports Radio. You know, oh, he sure he is. Yeah, that. The that, media conglomerate that we are very envious of here at the here at the podcast. He, he gives that show a smile that they need. He really does. He does. He is. Uh, yes, he, he, he makes, definitely brightens that show for sure. Yes, you can definitely tell when he's not there, and he is. He's yep. pretty great, and he talks about his origins of how he tells the whole story of how he he came to KSR, how he came here to Lexington, and uh, it, all in all, it was a pretty good uh, yeah, pretty good we, interview, and and we're we're going to start here with our first part of that. Uh, it's a two-part interview, you know, we'll, and we're going to do both parts today, so he's with us for the hour. So, and then now, uh, when we're done with the first part, we'll go ahead and get into some more music, and uh, then we'll be back here on Bluegrass Homefront. So, we are very fortunate to be joined now by real estate agent, Kentucky sports radio legend, but not known for his putting. True. Ryan Lemon. Ryan, thanks for joining us here on Bluegrass Homefront. You know, of all the shows I've done in my entire life, Radio shows, TV shows, podcasts. This is the one I've had to travel to the least. 
you guys are like less than a mile from my home. Well, that yep. was our strategy. Yes, it was. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, when when we grow a little bigger, you'll suddenly notice there's a new house beside your place, uh-huh. and it'll just you'll just see us in there podcasting. I could so. literally, I could have walked here from where your studio. Oh, is you really leave house. that close? Oh my goodness, yes, really, right down Greendale's where I live. Oh, oh wow. wow. Okay, yeah. I thought you lived over in Masterson. Well, we moved. We you moved. moved about a oh, year ago. Okay, that's so, right. Yeah. So thank you. You so, made it made it easy to get to. So. That's our whole strategy. So you mentioned moving. I know that you're originally a Hoosier. I am. So, I am. And, and it's funny because I, I didn't know that when I first, you know, I had listened to you for a while on Kentucky Sports Radio, and mm-hmm. I always thought that you were kind of the quintessential Kentuckian. You no. know, you were, you know, you were the most Kentucky person I knew, and here come to find out that you're a transplant. So, yes. So, what brings you from from the Hoosiers to the bluegrass? I, I grew up in rural, rural Indiana. Uh, right in the heart of southwest Indiana, in the middle of all the cornfields. My dad was a high school basketball coach, so I was born and bred an Indiana Hoosier, and I try to keep that as quiet as possible. Okay. (laughs) But I am a Hoosier Indiana boy. I still love Indiana, but not the Indiana Hoosiers. Right. Uh, And I uh, went to high school there, obviously. Went to college at Kentucky Wesleyan. Uh, that's where I've kind of really moved into Kentucky, mm-hmm. but I didn't move to Lexington, Kentucky until 1996 when I got the job at WLEX. Right. Yeah. Covering so, the cats. Right. So See, I've now we here. remember you, I think when we lived uh, here a little the bit. first time in yeah. 2000, you were still covering the cats then. Oh yeah. 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 We lived here in 2000, 2001. And I think I remember mm-hmm. seeing you on LEX at the time. Got the job in 96 and I kept it until 2007. So about 11 and a half years, I was the sports guy at channel 18. And, you know, I've been here ever since. So I've been here for 24 years. So I've, I, I've lived almost as many years in Kentucky as I was in Indiana. So it almost balances out. Yeah, so I feel like, I, I really feel like I'm a Kentuckian now more so than I am an Indiana guy. But Indiana's still home, really, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm a Kentuckian. We'll, we'll keep you. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Yes, we're, we're happy to have you. I'm an adopted son now yes. of Kentucky. Yeah. So, uh, so you started out covering the cats as a job, really, then. You, oh, yeah. You weren't, like, when you came here in the 90s, you, would you have considered yourself a Kentucky fan? No, not really. No, I was still kind of an Indiana fan uh, for the most part. Uh, but my, I was working TV in Evansville before I came here. And Evansville, you know, sits right on the corner of Kentucky and Illinois. Right. We, we mm-hmm. All three. So, I was – covering Kentucky, even though I worked in Evansville. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would come to UK once in a while because they, at the time, you know, they would have a couple of a our series. local kids yeah. playing for UK. Was that when we were still playing Indiana? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I went to the Kentucky-Indiana football game when it was in Indiana. Mm-hmm. I would go to the Kentucky-Indiana basketball game when it was in Indiana. It was in Bloomington. So I saw some really great games it's I remember a good that time to watch. The one basketball game I went to is when Indiana had Calvert Chaney and Damon Bailey. Yeah. They both scored like thirty. Yeah. And Kentucky had Jamal Mashburn and mm-hmm. Travis Ford. They both had like thirty. I remember that game. And yeah. half of the RCA dome was red, and half the RCA dome was blue. It's one of the best college that games I've ever seen. That had to be a shot. It was awesome. I bet. It was a great game. So I was still covering Kentucky a little bit, even though I was in Indiana. And then a guy that I covered in high school, Walter McCarty came to UK. Mm-hmm. That's right. He's from Evansville, right? He's from mm-hmm. Evansville. So I even came over here to Lexington uh, to do a story on Walter McCarty uh, before I even moved here for Walter's senior year. So when I moved to Lexington, I knew I really knew two people, Walter McCarty and my, my buddy Bob Hoskins, who was a banker here, and that was it. 
So <laughs> you've made a few friends since then. Pretty few friends since then, but I knew two people when I moved here to Lexington. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have a? I'm curious if there's a moment when you you realize that you had gone from just covering the cats to wait, no, I like these guys. I'm a fan. You know, I'm I'm a Kentucky fan. Uh, that's a great question. I think it, it probably it really I think sunk home to me. I, I tell you what, it started. It really started when I was still in Evansville, and I was laying on my couch watching the comeback against LSU. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Walter McCarty hit that three-pointer. Yeah. And I remember I got goosebumps. Yeah. Because, you know, I, it, it, I was a big fan of Walter. Yeah. And I was watching the game, and Walter hit that shot, and, you know, everybody's seen that shot when he's running down the court. Yeah. And I got, I got goosebumps. I'm like, man, that's – I'm getting goosebumps I, I right kind of get goosebumps thinking about, about it. Yeah, about no it. kidding. And I remember that moment, like, you know, I kind of like Kentucky because of Walter. Okay. You know? So he uh, was sort of your God, like, join us. Yes. Yeah, join us. Uh, but, you know, another thing, I, became, I started like Kentucky. Kyle Macy, uh, when, I was in, when I was a youngster, you know, he was Mr. Basketball in, in Indiana. Mm-hmm. He played for his dad. I knew I was going to be Mr. Basketball in Indiana, and my dad was the high school basketball coach. So Kyle was kind of my idol at the time. He would play for his dad. He was Mr. Basketball. He went to Purdue. I was going to do that. I was going to go to Purdue. I was going to be Mr. Basketball. But then, you know, he transferred to Kentucky. Right. Okay, that's what I was going to do. You know, I'm a young kid. I'm going to go follow Kyle Macy. I'm going to be number four, and I'm going to play at Kentucky. So really, I guess – Kyle Macy probably really deserves credit for me kind of liking, starting to like Kentucky. And then Walter kind of really got me there. But then to truly answer your question, when I knew I loved Kentucky is that I was on the court at the 98 National Championship game after they, you know, they they came back and beat Duke. They came from behind to beat Stanford. Mm -hmm. And then they came from behind to beat Utah in the National Championship game. All three games, I thought there's no way they're going to win. Mm-hmm. I even called home at halftime in the Utah game, like, "Hey, man, it's been a great run. I'll see you soon. See you soon. <laughs> you know, sorry they couldn't pull it out, but boy, it's been a good run. And to see them come from behind and win another game and win the championship, and to be on the court when the confetti's coming down, and to watch those kids, Cameron Mills, Jeff Shepard, Alan Edwards, Scott Paget, Wayne Turner, Hashimu Evans. All watch one shining moment while standing on the court with confetti still on them while I'm there with them. That was that is awesome. And to, and to be honest, that's still my favorite team to this day. That was a fantastic. That's, they were they were fun. My, that's my favorite team. Yeah, the '96 team was a. That's the team that this comeback. There you go. Yeah, there it is. The '98 team. Yeah, this comeback is, cats. My, I have like. I have like thirty t- Kentucky shirts and sweaters that my mother had over the years. Yeah, his mother was that. was the uh, classic old lady from Kentucky with the white hair. Yeah, she'd dress up and and you sit beside her on the couch. She starts screaming, "Boy, you better move your leg because she starts slapping that <laughs> knee." You know, uh, you know those old ladies. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Her and my dad re- retired to Florida because he was from Florida. Retired to Florida in the mid nineties and. For the rest of her life, if the cats were playing, relatives were like to show up at our house. Yeah. Not to watch the game. Just to watch her. Watch her. Watch yeah. Mom and Dad. <laughs> well, Dad was bad about it, too. Heck, the, the Maui Classic in the early 90s, that was like 3 in the morning, and we won. When Brasso. When Brasso. Yeah, yeah. Brasso, yeah. yeah. Brasso, Victor yeah. was on my couch at, back in the mountains where we used to live, and and we, we pulled off. That was another last-second three-pointer. Yeah. And my dad did 
What do you think of that? A lot that broke my leg, man. Smacked my <laughs> smacked Malachi or smacked Victor on the thigh, and Victor limped for two days. <laughs> what? Just, yeah, just got excited over just that because you know Brasso hit that hit yeah. that game winner and yeah. Maui and all that. That was. Yeah, we all got good stories from uh, from UK days for yep. sure. Oh, to be certain. Uh, so one thing we did want to talk about though was uh, a little bit of sadder news on the cats. We wanted to hear your opinion on the cats that never were this past season. With the uh, yeah yeah, so I mean, we were just we were all getting so excited. And that's the thing is they were lining it up. Yep. They were getting they were getting it all. Yep. All the elements were coming together in the way. You know, because it's mid-January, and, and they're supposed to stink right then, or at least they have for the last few years. And then they turn it and on. And then they, then they finally, like, Matt, he's like, okay, I made one thing. I made an adjustment. Or what is a it called? Tweak. A tweak. A tweak. Yeah, a tweak. Yeah. And now, uh-huh. and it had kicked on even a little early. So, what? what I know you guys have talked it to yeah. death, but. Well, th- 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 there were going to be so many storylines going into March that, like you said, we, we all got cheated out of. The whole Ashton Hagen the Hagen's thing. thing. Mm-hmm. You know, our lasting memory of him is, you know, he didn't even play the last game of the year, you know. For no reason. For no reason. You know, did he get suspended? I think he did. I think Cal probably sent him out. Probably, after the way he acted in that the previous t- game. T- the Tennessee game, mm-hmm. you know. How was that, how was that going to go into the SEC tournament? Was he going to come back better for it? Was the team going to come back better for it? I think – the way he responded on social media, where he seemed to be really fired up with the way they beat Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had that video of him celebrating mm-hmm. in, yeah. the, in the lodge, uh-huh. right? I think maybe it was a lesson learned to him. And like you said, they were starting to play so well. I just felt like, man, they're going to make a great run. Yep. And you look around the country, nobody was playing well. Mm-mm. And it just seemed like this was going to be one of those years that we weren't a really great team, but yet it just seemed like, like, like in 2014, we were starting to play really good at the right time yeah. to maybe make a big run. And quickly, yeah. quickly was something, man. Oh. And Nick Richards was – junior Nick Richards, as yeah. you're all about to say. He was it, playing great. Yeah. You're right, Emmanuel quickly was just he, he, ice water. He was hitting big shot after big shot after big shot. I think he's going to surprise people in the pros. I do too. I do. Yeah. I think quickly he's going to make it in the pros. Yeah. Speaking, he, speaking of cats in the pros, it's amazing to me in the last five years how many – how much, or even in the last ten years, how Calipari has seeded every friggin' team in the NBA with with Wildcats? Yeah. Well, this Final Four that we're seeing now in the NBA playoffs got somebody. Every team. Every team's got somebody, and you know, even though Enos Cantor's with the Celtics, but the other three teams, their main players are all UK guys. That's right. Jamal Murray with the Nuggets, Anthony Davis with the Lakers, yep. and Bam and Hero with yep. the, with the Heat. Yeah. Every night. One of those guys are making the big plays of the game. When I first started tuning into KSR, you know, and I really only heard you with Matt, and you were always kind of the, the goofy sidekick, and you know, you always, you were always the one who could who could sponsor the joke and and find ways to get everybody played up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And then the first time that I heard you without Matt, and it was just you know, well, you're listening to KSR, and uh, let's go to the callers, and you know, very kind of locked down. I was like, oh, look at that. I think he's been playing this sidekick thing up a little bit. Yeah, so, you know. So how did you get that job with KSR? How'd that come about, just out of curiosity? Well, actually, it was just being at the right place at the right time, to be honest. I left Channel 18, like I said earlier, in 2007. Mm-hmm. But while I was there, I, I got to know Matt just a little bit because he had started the website. Okay. Right? So he was starting to come to some news conferences. And I, we kind of knew Matt just as the guy who came with his shirt tail untucked, mm-hmm. backpack, with papers hanging out of it, bangs, that hair, terrible hair, yeah, yeah, 
but he was the guy who would ask these really good questions. We're kind of looking around like, who's this guy? Who's a and what blog? What, what's a blogger? Right. Yeah. What, the, what the heck is Kentucky Sports Radio? Oh, yeah. It'll disappear in a couple months. Don't right. worry about it. They won't be here much longer. Was it, it was ambitious of him to actually call it Kentucky Sports Radio. Was it? With was no it, radio sorry, show. It wasn't on the air. No, time. with no radio <laughs> show. So he started uh, doing podcasts. Sure. And you look it up. His very first podcast he ever did, ever, his three guests were Jay Billis, uh, Brandon Wright, was a big time recruit yeah. at that time. Yeah. And a guy named Ryan Lemon. Wow. Those were his three guests that he had on his very first podcast. Wow. So we kind of knew each other a little bit. So did he have, what was his setup like? For I his don't know. First podcast? I did it over the phone. Oh, well, oh he just oh. called in. Yeah, I called in. Yeah, you are famously our first in studio guest. Oh, really? Yeah. See, yeah. See, See, you guys make it big. To... I'm going to be like, okay, remember? I was on with Brian and Victor. I was, it was blah, 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 blah. And me. I was the first in studio guest. <laughs> So, uh, so he finally gets on the radio. Oh, well, I got to back up a little bit. So, the, when Matt really got to like me, it was when he was doing the Jay Patterson, Patrick Patterson recruitment. And when I was at Channel 18, we actually cited Kentucky Sports Radio in one of our sports stories during right. the newscast. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, according to Kentucky Sports Radio, Patrick Patterson, blah, 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 blah. And Matt saw me at a news conference or something the next day, and he, he made a point to come up and say, hey, man, thank you. I really appreciate that. You know, you you cited us in a story, and I, I really appreciate that. So I think that, you know, Matt and I struck a friendship that way. Got so, that mutual respect, yeah. first of mm-hmm. all. Yeah, you yeah. So fast forward, I get out of TV. I'm kind of just filling in on some radio shows here in town. You know, Dick Gabriel's show, Tom mm-hmm. Leach's show, the Sunday morning show. I'm just a fill-in guy. I'm just a guy in the bullpen. WLAP calls me say, hey. Dick Gabriel's. You still are, right? I'm just a filling guy. Yeah, you still yep. are. I, I like it. <laughs> yeah, I, like I bet you do. I like being the guy in the yep. bullpen. Well, we and we are famously proving Matt Jones' point that you will appear anywhere you're asked. That's right. And you have come to a room at the Urban Squirrel to sit here to be on our weird podcast. All you guys had to do is just send me a text. Hey, man, you want to do a podcast? <laughs> yeah, sure. When is it? Let's do it. So, uh, Matt started the radio show in Louisville. It was on WKJK. Yep. And he had... Uh, I'm not drawing a blank. Mark Krebs doing Monday, Tuesday with him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he, he had a Perrin Johnson doing Wednesday, Thursday with him. Right. And then he had Easy, his producer, doing Friday. Mm-hmm. That was his how he started. Just the two. two one, him and one person every day. That's right. Changed. Yeah. So Mark Krebs needed a day off. So he calls me, the fill-in guy. Right. Mark. You do, do a day with me. Mm-hmm. And it was Kentucky Derby week of 2011. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so I, I said, yeah, I'll do it. But I stayed up all night. I said, man, if this is a sports show in Louisville, they're going to be talking all these horses. I memorized every horse, trainer, jockey. I like, I, I got to know because it's all we're going to talk about. And this was now, the, wait a minute. Now, they tease you about not doing preparation. Say, so oh, you're saying you've done preparation? Ever did show prep I was up for to, I guarantee you, like, till 2 or 3 in the morning. Just ready. learning about Louisville. And guess how many times that we talked about the Derby on that show? None. Zippo. <laughs> not one time. But I remember thinking after that show, hey, that's a show I can do. Yeah. I like that show. Like, I'm not kidding you. The next week, Perrin Johnson needed a day off. So here you come. Calls me. Hey, man, Perrin's off. Can you do Wednesday? Like, yeah, I can do it. I'm not kidding you. This is true. Probably a week or two later, hey, man, Mark Krebs is leaving me. Would you care to do, like, every Monday, Tuesday with me? I'm like, yeah, I can do it. 
I mean, real estate, 10 to 12, that's a good time spot for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'll do it. So that's how I started doing every Monday, Tuesday. True as true can be. Another week or two later, man. Perrin goes out. Perrin Johnson's leaving me. (laughs) You're my sidekick now. Can you do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? And that's how fast it happened. Just like that. Just like that. And then, uh, so that was probably like in uh, July, Mm -hmm. June or July. In October of that same year, 2011, that's when we got on WLAP. Right. And once we got on WLAP, they made me full-time, Monday through Friday, and that's when the show just took off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just took off. We started getting on all the affiliates across the state. I must have I must have picked up on them early then, because I've been listening to you guys I was for— I we've been talking about I've been listening to you guys for— Because I moved back in October of 2011. Uh-huh. I was in Florida with my parents until then, and then moved back here with my son in October of 2011— and he was already listening. So. Yeah, I picked up on you guys early. I, I think I was just flipping through talk radio one day, trying to. I, mean, I found you guys. Yeah, well, it was on. You know, it was already they had the podcast available. Right after it was airing on WKJK. Right, mm-hmm. but in October, that's when it got on WLAP, and it just and nobody knew it was going to blow up. Nobody had any idea. It was just you guys have an amazing run, really. Well, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's it, just it's, it's insane. You know, we talk about peanut butter and. Helium shortages or whatever, and just next thing you know, match toenail, and boom, and the show takes off. Hey, let's get a little car and drive across the country. Yeah. And make a show out of it. Yeah. yeah. Sounds lovely. Sounds yeah. lovely. But i tell you why. It's because of guys like you two guys. You come to our shows, our live shows. You two guys are there. Mm-hmm. You know? Brian's yelling like crazy, like a madman. Yeah. Man in the yeah. Well, it, is, it is my hope. To startle Matt every time I do You that. have startled me yeah. a lot of once. Yeah. But it is, it is my hope. And I, sometimes I'll delay it just enough so that when I come in, I, I'm doing my best to make Matt go. You do a great job. Make oh, him jump, yeah. 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 Well, that's that's why the show's a success. It's guys like you that come to our shows and support us and the callers that call in. And it's we, you know it's very humbling. You know, we've been doing it this long. It's still the number one show in the state by far every time. Well, you know, you guys have the, the thing that, that is so – that people who like podcasts like it's it's like I'm sitting in on a conversation with a bunch of really knowledgeable friends and and you guys are genuine you guys sports. are genuine and that's yeah. what I told my wife I was like I'm trying not to be nervous about Ryan because I was like hey I've met him thirty times yeah. you know and I'm like <clears throat> excuse me and uh, you know he's just another guy that's right you know and I was like I shouldn't be nervous but I am a little bit you know we're just sitting around talking having a beer exactly just, yeah you know so yeah it's fun so. uh how long has KS Bar been open now? Is this two years? It'd be we had our second year anniversary Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Wow. Because our first weekend was when Kentucky upset Florida two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And, that was and you ended up weekend. on the news. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh no, you don't know yeah, that. I don't, I don't remember no. what oh, you're okay. talking about. That, you, that, that seems to be a faint memory. I think you were a little lit, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I <laughs> was my shirt off? I think so, yeah. yeah pretty, was I I'm on pretty, the bar? Yes. Okay, I think I do remember a little yeah. bit about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's just not a lot of podcasts that, you know, wind up getting their own theme restaurant. It's ju- It just doesn't. Not many radio shows either. I no. Mean, last time I checked, not even What's His Name in New York, who's on Sirius now, has, uh, has his own, uh, what's his private parts guy? Oh, Howard Stern. Howard, yeah, Stern. Not even, Howard Stern doesn't even have a restaurant, so. No, yeah. no. There's no Rush Limbaugh's where you can go and order terrible food, you know. <laughs> hey, now, the food at KS Bar is good. Yeah, it is I, good. It is. Thank I, you. But a Rush Limbaugh restaurant, I think, would not be good. I think it'd be greasy food. But, yes, KSR is lovely. I, they, I, I enjoy your wings a whole bunch. I told one of my guys to go get your wings earlier. I was like, 
25 wings, 20 bucks today. They're legit. That, that's it. We're just giving money away with that deal. I know. That's, that is a good deal. wings for $20. Yeah, that's that is a good deal. Away. I've got, yeah, I, I started, I probably drove over there and picked those wings up a half a dozen times during the pandemic. It's like, mm-hmm. I need some wings. And it was, <laughs> that was a couple days worth of wings for me just by myself in my apartment. Well, everybody was so generous and so nice during the pandemic for the carryout and the mm-hmm. crazy specials we had, the family specials and the drug carryout specials and you know, when the governor announced we could have alcohol as a carryout special, that, that probably saved I'm us. sure that helped. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, Andy Bashir. We appreciate that very much. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we're getting up ready now for the football season. We didn't get to have March Madness, which hurt tremendously. But, like I said, the carryout, the family specials got us through, and we were able to survive. And everybody's been so nice and generous. And now with football getting ready to start, I think everybody's just excited to get going. We've got the A-Vision glass was down there this right now. Putting in our dividers between the tables inside, so we can. So there's going to be a divider. Be yeah, they each, were talking yes. about that. Each, I know, but I was yeah. just trying to get a how they're laying it out. Yeah, inside between each table, they're putting the glass dividers, but we'll still have the open seating outside and trying to have a tent outside that's for the home pre- games. So trying to cool. try to get back to as normal as possible for our home football, well, for all the football games. So yeah. I guess you're ready for Auburn this weekend. I'm ready. I am oh, so ready. I'm so I'm yeah, so it's excited. Time. Yeah. I, I don't think the uh country's ready for the big blue wall, man. You know, I don't want all these national guys to start picking Kentucky. I know. You know, I really I know. don't. No, like being the underdog. Yes. Yeah. I want us to be the underdog. Yeah. I want that chip on our shoulder. I want Bart yeah. Stoops to be mad and be disrespected. That's when well, we're yeah. at our best. The yeah. quintessential Kentucky sports story involves being disrespected. Yes. They are supposed to disrespect us and then we're supposed to shove it back in their face. Yeah. yeah. I want him to call him Tyler Wilson, you know, like they did at SEC <laughs> Network. I, I, yeah. I, I, and I don't want them to forget about us. I, I, I don't. I want everybody to pick Auburn on Saturday. I don't want people to start picking Kentucky. Get get Mark Snoop's mad. It's going to be a good game, though, man. I, do, I agree. That's going to be a good game. I think so too. Noon tip or noon tip. I used yeah. to basketball. Yeah. Noon kickoff. Uh-huh. And that's going to be something with the ball will happen around noon. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but I think the whole Commonwealth.
This is Bluegrass Homefront with Victor and Tiny Brian. Hey. So in that set, we heard Kevin Dalton and the Tuesday Blooms with the Seventh Wind, my friend Charlie Ray with Rooftops, and Dan Deal with There's a Possum Loose in Heaven. That seems like a real problem. I don't remember reading about that anywhere in the Bible. Well, and apparently. And lo, a possum did become loosed within heaven. I successfully missed a possum the other day, so. Well, that's that was important because they, they do like to run out and look at you with their scary glowing they eyes. They sure do. It run right out in the road, and, of course, I swerved and missed it. So anyway, let's uh, go on into the continuation of our talk with Ryan Lemon, and then we'll be back here on Bluegrass Homefront. Enjoy. So let's, uh, as we're kind of moving into moving towards the end, let's turn briefly to, to basketball and what's coming up with this. I understand, are we hosting a bubble? Is that what I read, that U.K. basketball is going to bubble up? And they're not really calling it a bubble, are they? No, you know, they had this little, whatever it's called, the Bill Kitely Classic Invitational Tournament, whatever they call it now, yeah. mm-hmm. with Hartford and Richmond Detroit. and Detroit already in place. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be our little bubble. Right. Each team is going to play each other. Mm-hmm. Hartford, Richmond, and Detroit. Of course, I understand Detroit. That's where Brad Calipari is playing. Right. But I think, you know, we were all hoping and fantasizing about a Kentucky-only bubble with Louisville, maybe Western, Eastern, oh. Moorhead, Northern, Murray. That would have been so great. It would have been awesome. Yeah. Just get on the bus and come to Lexington. Yeah. yeah. Or even go to Louisville. Who cares? Yeah. Somewhere. But it uh, looks like uh, Calipari didn't want to do that. or Somebody didn't. Yeah. Well, That's the one knock him. against Cal is that crappy schedule. I, I agree. I'm with you on that one, Ryan. Yeah. I, every time you go on about that, I'm like, I'm with you, Ryan. It's like, can we not play, I don't know, Indiana? Yeah, can, can we? Can we not I want to play Indiana. I'd love to play Indiana. Sure, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it just 
But I get why he does it, though, because they're so young every year. He's trying to build them up. I get it, yeah. but it's still. And he doesn't want the losses. If we were taking all the losses that those games would mean, we might it would might even dim our view of Cal a little bit, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, if we were if we were losing to Indiana because we were young. I don't know. I, I, I've liked Cal since his UMass days. I've well, been a fan yeah. of Cal for a long time. But that whole thing where you don't want to go to Maui or the Great Alaskan School Shootout, it kills me. Right. I'm like, can we go to Maui once? Oh. Can we do? Can we play on an aircraft carrier? That's all I've <laughs> I just want our basketball team to play on an aircraft carrier, please. Yeah. He doesn't understand that, you know, you got to do these things like for the fans. The right. fans want that. But he is, this he is, is anti, no play. way, ain't going to happen. I'm doing what's best for my young team. Player and person. I'm going to play these. But you know, we played Evansville last year, and Evansville came in and kicked our butts. So, yeah. and you know, he sticks to his guns on that stuff. Yeah, though. he does. He don't budge. So, I nope. mean, he has a vision. It, for it's what he it's wants, annoying, so. but he the yeah. the record speaks for itself, yeah. man. It really does. What puzzles me is instead, you know, we we wants this these home games in this bubble, but yet we're going to go to Atlanta and play one game against Georgia Tech in that little Atlanta bubble. What's the point? I don't get it. What's I don't the, I don't understand that either. Is Passioner to coach? Yes. Yeah, but just play and, one game. And I'm, when I hear that, I'm like, okay, and? And if we don't play Louisville, if we're going to play that game instead of playing a game with Louisville, well, he's going to hear So it. we're not going to play Louisville? Louisville's not on the schedule yet. Oh, Ooh. my God. How yeah. can we not play Louisville? I don't well, know. maybe they just haven't. You know, are they doing the standard basketball thing where they release part of the schedule and then a month later the other part of the schedule? Yeah, I don't know what they're doing yet. I guess nobody really knows. Everything's no. just up in the air. Yeah. And it could be where, you know, things change. Like, you know, you're seeing these football teams. Well, we're not playing this weekend. Hey, Houston, can you play us? You know, hey, Baylor, can you, are you free? Looks That's like you're so not weird. playing this weekend. Let's play this weekend. North Carolina put a call out, didn't they? Like, hey, anybody, we have a free weekend. I saw that. That's weird. Anybody like want to play us? Like the thing where the dude in the wrestling comes down to the ring and is like, who wants some? Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, weird. Yeah. Frederick so, Douglas High School has done the same thing. They got an open weekend on their high school schedule. They're like, hey, anybody want to play us? We got an open weekend. We're looking for a game. I think we're going to see a lot of that. Probably will in basketball, too, this year. That's just it's bizarre. It so is bizarre. Weird. Yeah, it's bizarre. So, as we as we kind of start winding things down here, I do want to talk and turn to something that, that's important because uh, you have announced uh, you you have some post-KSR intentions. <laughs> and uh, – I do want to kind of get your because uh, we have heard the rumors that uh, Ryan Lemon for mayor here sure. in Lexington is coming up for, is, is going to be happening sometime in the future. So, won't you give us an idea of what your view for uh, for Lexington is like and where where you would see yourself as mayor leading us? I got to think of something to do when this question r- comes up. When the question comes up, yeah, when when my radio career is over. I can't keep doing this, so I got to think of something to do. So I thought, you know, why not try to do something to help my city that I love? I love Lexington. It's a great I think town. I will probably maybe always live here. Mm-hmm. You know, I've raised my all three of my boys here. I, I love it. So I thought, well, maybe I should run for political office instead of sitting around complaining about things and maybe try to help and make things better. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. So you're actually serious about it. I am serious about Good. it. Good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Because so, I think I'm convinced you can win. Uh, so so maybe we start like on the on a city council position. Sure. Yeah. Uh, one just, of those. Do get one of the at large. I bet you could get yeah, the at something large, like that. The at large seats. And try to make my input that way, and then if things work out, and then maybe look for a uh, running for mayor somewhere when I get in my 60s. You know, I'm still I'm 54 now. Okay. So I'm looking at you know 10. 
15 years down the road and maybe try to do something to help. But I guarantee one of my first thing is going to do is improve the traffic in this city because I, I hate traffic. Traffic is one of my pet peeves in life. And I can't believe the city the size of Lexington has this traffic problem that we have. I sit out here on Leastown Road where you guys are. And I'm just banging my head on mm-hmm. the window like, what is going on? Yeah. How can we have this traffic problem on Leestown Road? Yeah. I spend half my life. This, this, this traffic light up here by this McDonald's and the one up here by the Shell Station, yeah. I, I swear I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rip them down or I'm going to put a big well, ramp over the top of them or something. It may cost me a million dollars, but I'm going to do it. Be God. glad you don't have to drive through that daggone construction over by the Waffle House on Georgetown Road all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, that's a complete pain. It is. Yeah, it's terrible right there. I, I heard you say you like that Waffle House. I, I go to that Waffle House yeah. all oh, the time. Yeah, I, I lived kind of just up the street from there, so I had to go through there all the time. Oh, in fact, we ate at that Waffle House several months ago, didn't we? And mentioned Ron Lemon. Yeah, that? yeah. And I was like, "Yep, he's in here all the time." Yeah. All the time, yeah, <laughs> yeah. George is the manager. Okay. Yeah, I always ask for George. Yeah, all she's right. the blonde. I mean, yeah. She's the manager. George is a, a girl. Oh, okay. Um, George is yeah, a girl. That's a, okay. Yeah, a Distinction. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I do really like your your notion that. You know, you should get involved rather than just sit around and complaining. I, yeah. I'm good for complaining too, so I definitely love that that notion of where you know do something even if it's wrong. Yeah, you know? try to help our city grow. I get mad at people sit around and don't want our city to grow. No, I want it to grow. I want it to continue to thrive and get bigger and get better. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, good luck with that, Ryan. I, I hope you're serious about that. Yeah, I really I do. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Someday, I may get beat, but we'll give it a shot. Sometime. I. Nah, you're underestimating yourself, man. You'd you'd win. You probably won the the seat in Louisville last year. They just couldn't announce it. I'll try the the, whatever thing that was, the auditor surveyor. or whatever it yeah. was, surveyor. That's yeah, what surveyor. It was. yeah. I think I had enough writing votes to be considered. They could you have guys surveyed it to see. That's right. You guys were cracking me up when they were going on about that. Between you and Shannon, you and Shannon, Matt's going to get somebody in office before it's over with. One of these days, we get somebody elected. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been great talking to you. I enjoyed it. Appreciate you guys having me. Thanks so much, Ryan. Ryan Lemon from Kentucky Sports Radio, guys. Thanks so much. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah, my pleasure. All right. Welcome back to Bluegrass Homefront. Tiny Brian here with Victor. And we definitely just want to say how in awe of Ryan Lemon we are, that we are so thrilled that he took the time to come to our rinky-dink little studio well, it's actually less rinky dink now than when he was here. We've made it, some changes yeah, since, since he was, was here, here. Since he was here, we so, we did improve it a little bit, but uh, got some more improvements to make. He actually kind of liked it, so yeah, uh, and, we uh, we do appreciate so much Ryan Lemon do it, taking so, his time out to come up here and and actually do that for us. So. Yeah, so Ryan, on the off chance you actually are listening, thank you so much for for joining us, and we hope you'll come back and see us again. All right, so a couple things we want to do. Uh, we definitely covet your feedback, and I want to acknowledge a little bit of our community here today. Okay. Uh, we do ask you if you're using um, if you're using a podcast app, and we do we do share links to po- various podcast apps where you can follow us and subscribe regularly. Yeah. Uh, some of those will let you rate and review. Uh, you can also rate and review at podchaser.com. Just look for our website, Bluegrass Home. Or just look for our cast, Bluegrass Homefront, and you can review on iTunes. Uh, we do appreciate that. We also want your feedback. You have questions, concerns, comments, corrections. Did we mess something up? Is there somebody who you think we need to get on the podcast? Let us know. You got music? You Absolutely. got a Kentucky musician to share? Please let us know. Yeah. You got spooky Kentucky stories or scary music? We want to hear Kentucky. Them. Feedback at Bluegrass Homefront. 
dot com. Yeah. Okay. Exactly, exactly that. Yes. You want to practice that trading off thing now, right? Since we, yeah, we, we could probably do that if we practice a little we bit. We could. We could. We could get good at that. Sure. So, uh, do want to talk about our community on Facebook? Uh, pretty proud of that. We have, as of the time of this recording, we have three hundred and eighty-two people following us. Oh, really? Yeah, following the podcast there on Facebook. You can join them. Just search for Bluegrass Homefront. Absolutely. We want to acknowledge specifically. We have a couple of top fans who are always interacting with our content. That is uh, William Alexander McCarty from Louisville, or at least was raised in Louisville. I'm not sure if he lives there I now think he goes to Eastern. Ah, yeah. so. So he lives in Richmond, I think. So thank you so much, William, for, for interacting and being being a part of the community and listening. And we also want to thank Joey Aces. Yep, from Joey Aces and the Deal. And yep. uh, we'll be talking to Joey here yes, very soon. We, Joey will be. You will hear from Joey Aces. Uh, you've already heard from him musically. You'll hear from him. Uh, you'll hear from him again, and yep. you'll hear uh, an interview with Joey. So we're excited about that. Yeah, we are thrilled for that. And we thank you, gentlemen, for being our top fans. And if you would like to be a top fan, just go to our website, interact with, uh, or go to Facebook. You can interact with our posts. Every week we post uh, videos from the music from the musicians you hear so yep. you can hear the songs that we play sometimes we play other songs from theirs or we post the videos from there absolutely post, uh, yeah. you know there's We're, all kinds of we post photos through our instagram that end up on facebook so you can go interact with those things share them with your friends we post every week when the episode posts goes live make sure you're sharing that with your net friends please help us spread the word about get the word out there what you, if you're enjoying it, spread the word. And if you're not enjoying it, tell us what you're not enjoying. All right. So, so that, nice. I think that kind of brings us to a close here, or just about. It does. Uh, let me just say that Bluegrass Homefront is produced by me, Tiny Brian, with Victor, who is also our music supervisor. Uh, to be continued. Yes. Well, there's more to say. Oh, I know, uh, but... The music will be continued. Yes, there's more. Yes, there will in fact be more music and more podcasts. Yep, I threw you off, but go ahead. No, you didn't throw me off. I'm I, I'm I'm a professional. I've done five whole episodes of this before. Six. No, this is six. This I know. is halfway. Well, by the, well yeah. this counts. Yeah, we're halfway through the season here. We didn't even mention that when we're done here today. Well, this is the halfway point. All right, we're coming down to, and uh, Malachi is uh, Malachi Woodard is our associate producer and our editor. He is. My associate, Victor, is available on Twitter at VitoXMe, and I'm available on Twitter at TinyBrian. And as we said earlier, the show is available at BGHF Podcast because Bluegrass Homefront is too long for a Twitter handle. It is. But you know what isn't? Sir Ash Chappington. No, nope. And that is uh, Brian, Brian Hines, and we do recommend that you uh, follow him as well because yep. he, he's funny and he likes He-Man and wrestling. All right, so I think that brings us to the close of another another week of podcast. Give Good us job. Our, give us our thanks. Yes, special thanks to Catherine Leon Anderson and Michael Trent. Until next time, this is Tiny Brian saying, beware of rabbits, they eat carrots. Toot tools. <laughs> <laughs>